This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. My name is Richard Woodward, and you are tuned into the live show covering Ipswich. Well, covering Ipswich Town six 0 victories. Joe, I just watched the intro, not done it for a while, but here we are. We are live. We are here for you. We want to hear from you. You set the agenda. Um, Joe, let's start with you. How's things? A lot better. A lot better than they have been recently. <laughs> when you see that result there, brilliant. It's just exactly exactly what we needed, isn't it? I think yesterday was such a such a big game for the narrative of the season when you talk about coming off the back of that Bolton game, losing 5-2, and I think everyone would have taken seven points out of nine from the next three games after that. It shows a real reaction, especially when you saw we had Lincoln away to go to Sheffield Wednesday at home, sort of two games that we thought were probably going to be tougher than they were, and I'd say seven out of nine, where if we didn't win last night, all of a sudden it's uh, five wins in 30 games, no home wins in eight, one win in nine in the league. We're going into October with one win. So that win yesterday is just a massive, massive moment in the narrative of the season. We hope that with a sort of kind run of fixtures coming up, I think we've got like Accrington, then Shrewsbury, then Cambridge, three. I know they're all winnable games really That's at this tough. level, but yeah. if we can if we can start get another seven points from those nine or even nine points from nine, then we're really going to be cooking on gas yeah well we're careful of mentioning gas or petrol at the moment um so yeah we want to hear from you guys um get your questions in um and we will answer them we want to hear anything about last night um we've obviously got the pre-match show so we won't go too heavy on accrington because um plug we've got uh, another live show coming on friday for that but certainly interesting to hear people's views on lee evans um sammy morsey um Where's Burns? I mean, 
we we I clipped up the last kind of minute or so or, of the flagship joke because we were pretty definitive that last night needs to be a turning point. It's very rare in our experience as an Ipswich Town supporter that when we make those kind of you know statements that the club follow through, but they did. Um, and I guess interesting also to hear in the comments. Um, this is kind of a, Di- a Dave Diamond question: um, Were Ipswich brilliant? Were Doncaster crap? Or was it a bit of both? Um, but also, given um, everyone is arriving in, I will ask you, Joe, your thoughts on that narrative point about putting the clip out. But um, there's a reason you're wearing your shirt. Or do you want to tell us about your shirt? Or, yeah, go on. Well, I've, I've just pulled this shirt out of the collection for tonight. I've, I've got a prize for anyone who can guess why I'm wearing it. The first what, person yeah, in the chat. Stick uh, it in the comments. Guess if, why. If you know why, the first person gets um, a special prize. Um we've got our first question so yeah let's let's go with paul's nice and easy how good were we there we go or how awful were they um let me help you answer that question um that's basically i paul i nicked your question verbatim didn't i pretty much i didn't read it i'm I'm not that good a host but let me just throw this up there that's the um attacking momentum graph (laughs) pretty um pretty conclusive there um i might save that one somewhere um go on joe tell us uh, answer paul's question i'll stick it back on screen yeah, I, I think it's very easy just to, whenever a team wins a game, oh, yeah, but the opposition were rubbish, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, Doncaster did not put in a good performance last night. But ultimately, it's because we stopped them from playing almost from start to finish. So I, I think it was just a very good performance. I, I thought it was a... I don't know, I thought we started the, the first half quite slowly, sort of 10 minutes, and, and the start of the second half was quite slow, again, the 10 minutes. But I think sometimes with all the attacking football we've seen and the sort of leakiness at the back... Over the over the start of the season so far, sort of up until the Bolton game, it was it's it's almost forgotten that Paul Cook's side at, at Wigan was built on a solid defence. They they won the league that year, conceding just twenty nine goals. So I think maybe we're not going to come flying out of the traps. We are going to be a little bit edgy, sort of ed- edgy at the start of games to ensure that we build from a solid base. And like I said we didn't concede a single chance. That there was one sort of half half chance in about the 58th, 59th minute, wasn't there? Like so, so yeah. yes. And and I think that we just stopped them from playing. And there were two periods of about twenty minutes in the game, sort of after the second goal in the first half, where we just we just totally overpowered them. We we outran them. We just pressed them. They they couldn't get out of their own half, and we just dominated the ball and were moving it quickly. And yeah, it, it didn't lead to a goal in that in that first half, but in the second half, it just absolutely destroyed the game. So, yeah, it was just it was a performance we've all needed. I don't think anyone was expected to be six. I think maybe. A 3-0 win would have been nice, although I did actually put a bet on Ipswich to win by at least by more than three goals. So I was confident, and that's there the first positive bet I've put on us this season. So, Joe, I'm going to throw this up on the screen. I want you to... Uh, is this acceptable from Freya? Is this, is this enough detail for you? Yeah, you that is... I'll, I'll give it enough detail so Freya can have the prize, but this was the shirt that Connor Wickham wore away at Doncaster when we beat them 6-0. Excellent. I like and the, the prize. The I, I do actually have a real prize is a program from last night's <laughs> game and a copy of the team sheet. So if, if you do want this, um, drop either the Blue Monday podcast or myself a DM with your address and I'll stick it in the post and we can get it out to you. But if you don't want it, let us know because I'm sure someone else would, would like it. The bidding starts now. Yeah, well done, Freya. I like the, I, I do like those kind of weird quirks of you know the last six nil with Doncaster a bit, Doncaster away. And then I've thrown up about four different six nils in recent history of goal clips as well on my Twitter at Ipswich, if you want to see those. So um, um, well done, Freya. 
good spot there um what else have we got in the questions keep them coming we will address everything we will stay here as long as um you all want us to by the way uh, we usually kind of cut these at half an hour but um it's very rare we have a six nil in the, in the history of the podcast i'm not sure we've had a, a, a win as big as that so um, we're going to milk this for all it's worth and hope that <laughs> hope the momentum continues rather than this being the highlight of the season um what else have we got here um paul's also asked about carol um odd that he was dropped so i think it was there was mention of a hip injury wasn't there um how do you think a cook is going to imagine it's to keep him vincent young nolan edwards barry others happy joe um, I, with, with regards to Carol, I don't. Um, I, I've, I've, I've heard sort of that there is this very much on the sports science side of it. There's a lot of management of players' fitness with regards to if they're in the red zone, they're not available for selection, and and we've got a um, effectively sort of that team in place, and they can almost overrule the manager with that. And we've got a long history of sort of poor poor injuries and going going from there and, and not and not um managing them very well. So I think it's important that at this stage of the season, while we do have a big squad, to not try and pick up injuries. And if people are getting into a position where they might be getting an injury, then pulling them out of the side. Yeah, I, I do wonder whether last night also effectively set... The, the benchmark has been set so high performance-wise now. You'd be really hard-pushed to take any of those players out of that 11, wouldn't you? Is this now the default 11? You know, regardless well, of whether players out of the picture want to get in or not, you can't drop anyone, can you? No, and I do think there's always an element with, with players that effectively, once you've got ownership of the shirt, it's yours to keep and... And as long as you're fit and able to play, then then you just need to stay in the team. And I don't see that anyone from that team deserves to not play in the next game. And it's, it's up to those outside of the team to take their opportunities when they come, either in cup games, substitute appearances, training, pushing it on there. Yep, yep. Um, need to say, um, uh, we've had another um, super chat from our mate, Chris, who's somewhere in the chat here we are chris um thank you so much for for that chris always appreciate the support that um anyone offers to the podcast obviously we put this stuff out for free and um, we were really hard we tried to improve things and do better so these kind of donations which you can do through the super chat on youtube um or via our paypal or Acast donation features. Um, those are really, um, really help us um, do more. And we've got lots of exciting things going on in the background that we'll be able to um, share with you in the next few weeks. Um, but thank you so much, Chris. And, and while we're at it, and seamless um, link, Chris certainly hasn't um, incentivized us to do this, um, but he is about to have a very chafy weekend is that am i allowed to say that um chris is running the london marathon um and you can find out all about what he's doing out on his twitter at chris wade 88 and there's the link there uk.virginmoneygivingonward.com forward slash tyler underscore 10 years um running for um, a fantastic charity and the lullaby trust and is doing a fantastic amount of donation work there and it's got a target, which I think is a few hundred quid out. Um, so stick us the details in the chat as well, Chris, if you want to. But please support an Ipswich fan. Please support a friend of the pod as well. We are always out to support you guys as well. So um, thank you for the super chat, Chris. Good luck for Sunday. Um, plasters, I think. Vaseline, all that kind of stuff. And make sure you've you've walked in your trainers um, before you um, start running on I think Sunday. you've done more than that. Yeah, I've, I've been yeah, following yeah. some of the training runs over the week and it looks like it's been a lot of effort made by Chris. So best Pretty of luck prolific. for Sunday. And yeah. Hopefully we'll catch a glimpse of you on the telly. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, 
let's rattle through some more of these. I love the fact here, Skip. I love the fact that there were so many unsung heroes apart from Morsi, Bon, Evans. I thought Fraser was superb, as were the back four. Fraser, definitely, well, Evans and Fraser, I think, have possibly mixed mixed reviews. But last night, I, Fraser, such an intelligent footballer, isn't he? And obviously Evans, the hat-trick. But Him and, him yeah, and Selena sort of combined really well in sort of swapping positions there because Selena doesn't like to naturally drift out into the left and... And obviously, Fraser likes to naturally drift in, and they seem to have a real good understanding there. But I thought what was really noticeable was just the the difference in class once they got going between sort of Sam Morsi and Burst and Selena and the, and the rest of the squad, and sort of the rest of the players in this division. These are sort of two international footballers. They are good championship footballers, and they are streets ahead of others others that you see at this level. And that's, that's not a sort of denigrating the rest of the squad, but they. Once they sort of took about twenty minutes for Selena to get into the ground, twenty-five minutes or so into the game, and he was he was starting to drop back and get on the ball more. And him and Morsi just, I don't know, had that had had that understanding. I think if you keep those two fit and available for the rest of the season, then you're going to win a hell of a lot of games. I don't know what other people thought. Selena looked fitter last night than he maybe he did on um, on Saturday. And I think he was getting said, involved, involved, wasn't he? he was just dropping more into the more into the hole and sort of dropping more back in central midfield. And he's he's a lot more rounded a player than when he was here last time we had him. He sort of back then it was always sort of almost head down going for goal and trying to get it here. But he's very keen to sort of move the ball around and there's some really intelligent runs that defenders at this level just are not are not able to pick up with, especially a side like Doncaster, some of his passing the sort of reverse balls and mm. moving it there when when we're sort of going, it's just yeah, really, really good stuff to watch. Um, Chris, with the with the number one question that we've been talking about for the last twenty four hours, um, best midfield performance in Ipswich shirt for years by Morsi last night. What's your, what's your thoughts, Jay? Well, it's got to be Lee Evans, hasn't it? The best performance, wow. <laughs> central midfielder, score a hat trick and and an assist, three goals and an assist from central midfield is you, you don't you don't get that very often, do you? I don't know who would be the last player that would have done that. I think Grant Ward was playing centre mid when he scored a. Hat-trick, Jim and yeah. in the playoffs. And then you'll probably go back to John Walk before that. Does Tommy Miller ever get a hat-trick? Sure. I, I can't remember that he did, but I'm, I'm Maybe sure somebody would tell us. FPL tracks a really, really important point here. You know, Evans and Morsi, I think that in the post-match last night, they were talking about 100 appearances potentially together in that central yeah, midfield. Eight, 80, is it? I think someone looked something up like that. 80, yeah. I mean, that, but, that makes a massive difference for someone like Evans, doesn't it? For, because Morsi was basically just mopping up everything, wasn't he? And Evans given the license, wasn't he, to Rome? Yeah, and like I say, I, I know they've played together a lot, but I think it is just literally Morsi being in there is just a sort of cut above in, in quality and winning the ball back, and you can rely on him to to almost keep keep them out. It, like he he does the job of effectively two at the base of that midfield, and he is a player that just does that, but while also being able to progress that. More questions on the squad and fitness here from Andrew. I mean, slightly different question here. I, I asked you about whether we would you drop anyone. Um, but is there any any in terms of fitness any improvements that you'd make to that eleven, Joe? Well, I suppose if you go through it from the back, you've got Hladky and Goal. I think somebody else has asked about who is the number one keeper. But I was I was a bit disappointed we signed Walter because I thought we probably needed to persist with Hladky a bit longer. But it's sort of the way it's happened is Walton's come in, he's had one game, he's got injured and Haladki's been able to sort of grasp the opportunity since then with both hands, sort of three games, he's conceded one goal and that one goal was almost unsavable, wasn't it? And I know he's not had a huge amount of shots to save, but he's actually, his kicking has been really good. His mm. sort of on 
um, Saturday especially he was coming out and claiming a lot of balls. Like I say, last night he didn't have a huge amount to do, full stop. But he did. He does seem to have really stepped up, and I, I don't really see how you're able to drop him after this. After this form, you, can you drop a keeper off the back of one goal in three games if Walton's fit? So that that small injury Walton's picked up could be a big issue. So. I won't go into that much detail on every member of the eleven. But <laughs> it's, uh... What about the left back? What about Penny? Uh, you know, he, he grew into the game yesterday, but Coulson, I think, certainly personally for me, is more defensively switched on. Perhaps, yeah, I, I think Coulson is probably still ahead of Penny slightly in the pecking order. But if it's if it's another if it's another sort of week where he where he doesn't come back into the side and go from there, I think we just who who knows and. I think if he plays, if Penny plays again for the next two games as he has for the last two, he probably will stay in the team because he'll be in that position where he doesn't deserve to be dropped. Same with Janoy Nation on the right hand side. Again, he's he's defending very well. He's not. He's, he's he's obviously not as good going forward as Kane Vincent Young is, but Kane Vincent Young has has struggled this season, and I think maybe that Nation is going to be the answer there. And with the attacking talent we've got, we don't need the fullbacks to be playing as high as they were previously, and. I say I think Burgess and, and um, Edmondson, Edmondson is, is the first choice partnership at the back. I think yep. Wolfenden maybe could feel a little bit harshly done by to be dropped. Um, and then obviously Morsi is 100% going to play there. And Evans, it's Evans or Carroll next to him. But Evans has sort of probably bought himself a few games at, at that point with his performance last night. And as you were saying, there was the sort of combination between those two that they've had. Bond is far and away. Is, has to play and it's mm. maybe Joe I think I was probably expecting Joe Piggott to be the main man up front this year Macaulay Bond to sort of be the one that f- feeds off the scraps but he's come in he scored on the first day of the season coming off the bench and he's taking his chances and he's he's undroppable at the moment I think Wes yep. Burns is probably one that you'd expect expected to maybe drift away from the team when you sort of see the Connor Chaplins and Kyle Edwards's but you can't really drop him mm. Salina's obviously got to play. And then Scott Fraser, who yeah. is is a player that's sort of done really well as well this season. I, I think at some point you probably want to get Kyle Edwards back into the starting eleven. Like who can forget how well he started the season? But then does Kyle Edwards and Selena work, or is Kyle Edwards going to be that sort of 60-minute impact player that comes on and wins games for us? But there's lots of options. Yeah. Um thoughts on Alex's quick one here. Morsi um Evans. Well, our friends at the EADT have a very difficult job. I think it's Andy Warren. I may Andy Warren does the ratings. Um, so certainly not a criticism of Andy here, but would you have both? I don't know what they gave him, but Morsi man of the match? or Evans? Yeah, well, I think Chris made the point as well. Chris Wade has said that Morsi was a man of the match. Evans was a different class than previous, but Morsi's performance allowed that to happen. And whilst I probably do agree with the view that Morsi allowed Evans to play, Ultimately, Morsi put in an 8 out of 10 performance and he's probably going to put an 8 out of 10 performance every week. But mm. Lee Evans scoring a hat-trick is a 10 out of 10 performance from a central yeah. midfielder. And whilst Morsi did allow Evans to play, Evans is the one that is, like I say, you don't, you don't get many players from midfield scoring a hat-trick. And I think it'd be pretty harsh for Lee Evans not to get the man of the match champagne or whatever they give them at Portman Road or Milsom's voucher I think it is (laughs) I think think you'd be pretty disappointed to score a hat-trick from midfield the only one of your senior career and and not (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) right Um, Tom Bradford um, what goal difference will we end up with the season inconsistent not we've scored in every game so far Um, nice to have positive goal difference but that, yeah, and, and now we're keeping them out of the back as well, Joe. So this could... Yeah, yeah. but we all ha- we have also 
I know we scored six last night, but while we only conceded one goal in the two games before, we'd only scored two in the two games before, as opposed to, I think we'd scored like 10 in the five games before that. So I'd imagine things will calm down a little bit, but the most important thing is keeping goals out, sort of keeping the ball out of our goal. Um, and like I say, you keep the ball out of our goal, and we've we've got enough quality that we're gonna that we're gonna win more games than we don't. If if we keep a clean sheet, we, we chances are we're gonna win the game. So that yeah. that has to be the first the first priority, and it does seem that that's what's changed over the last three games. Yeah, it's a really um, the Bolton game was maybe the the jolt that we needed, wasn't it, to sort that stuff out? Well, no, that was a massive jolt, wasn't it? It was, and then we talked about we talked about this, and and um, Skip's asked um, as as he accidentally stumbled on the best fullbacks. Um, his view is that Penny provides the better defensive cover than Colson. Um, I think it's difficult. But, I've, I've personally say Colson's probably a better defender than Penny, but we haven't seen. Obviously, it, we, linking away it was, but we haven't seen Colson since we've elected not to push the fullback so high. So it, it's it's one of those where we haven't really seen him in the in the new system. Mm. Um, Freya's got the program. What about the team sheet, Freya? That's very important too. Um, first person that I come across in the in the um, chat, or anyone who at, at Joe Fairs, if you want the program, um, it, yeah, bit of fun. That's fine. Um, yeah, where does Edwards fit in? Um, we have so much balance. Um, here's Alex um, again um, with Fraser on the left and one Chapter in the ten. Yeah, I mean, is there an abundance? I mean, I, I felt it last night more than ever. I don't know if anyone else feels the same. Watching this team just dismantle Doncaster, particularly in the second half, you kind of think, well, again, we kind of use this no excuses phrase, but with the players that Alex is talking about here, the the options could have gone. They're really we are in getting into no excuses territory more generally now, aren't we? Yep, definitely. And I say it's just and and now that Harper is seen as a ten now, it's just Mm. another player in that. I say I, I made the point on the podcast on the flagship at the weekend that you've got. Sort of Connor Chaplin, Burson Selina, Rakeem Harper, even Louis Barry, all these people that can play as a 10. It's 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 crazy, really, isn't it? And Paul's here suggesting Selena saluted to the wide left. I think he's only in the 10 until he's fully fit. And to, to that end, I guess Edwards has a chance, doesn't he, on the left? But Fraser's done so well to, for me. I mean, maybe unsung hero. I feel sorry for him. But um, and, and Michael makes the points that subs have, have a role to play as well. Do you agree with that? Well, definitely, yeah. Especially with the, with the squad we've got, we, we need it. You, you need these players making an impact off the bench, even if it's just to see out games, to come on and be able to see out games. As sort of, we seem to use a Luco in that role over the sort yeah. of the last couple. Yeah, he had a nice little um, couple of step overs, didn't he, in the middle of the park last night, which nearly came to something, didn't it? Um, Graham, we've we've quickly talked about this, but um, your first choice keeper, Joe. I think Sladke's got to keep the shirt. We've done too much chopping and changing of goalkeepers over the last three seasons where sort of people coming in and out, in and out. If if you're playing in goal and you're playing well, unless you get into a real bad run of form, I think you need to keep the shirt, which is a shame for Christian Walton, but he should have been injured. He's not a player, is he? And like I say, maybe that's something to consider in the Matt Penny, Hayden Coulson debate as well. Mm. Yeah, good point. Matt Penny is our player, but are we going to try and sign these but then McCauley Bond is not a player but yeah. I don't know it's, it's if we were to go up uh, do, are we able to get deals done for these players mm. I'd imagine we'd be trying to get the McCauley Bond deal sorted now especially ahead of January yeah yeah um uh, Burns must have a very good pre-match program says Michael our mate in Brisbane g'day Michael um, always seems to be ready to go from the first game Burns is just uh, uh, Burns down the right 
crossing for Bon. I just love this. <laughs> it just seems to so work, doesn't fast, it? isn't he? Once he with the ball, and he doesn't seem to overrun it ever. Like he, he, when he has a bit more time to think about it, he struggles. But like for the first goal yesterday, it's just you always sort of want to say he burns him down the line, but without doing it as a pun, but he just absolutely flies past people, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. I love it. And and I was, I was saying to the, I went, I went with my dad for the first time in a long time last night. I'm very enjoyed um, that as well. Um, it's his first time this season seeing us. He needs to come every week probably. Um, but uh, we, we score tap-ins this season, Joe. This is something that we haven't done for ages, either because we haven't got the players to get in behind and get the crosses in, but a striker with the sensibility to to lose his marker and to be there in the right place. And that's, that's how that's hard he's got to work to get there, isn't he? Mm. You see, like, when Burns picks the ball up, effectively, Bon is sort of behind Burns. We, we're, we're sitting here saying how fast Burns is, but Bon has to be as quick as him to keep mm. up and score the goal. So he's got, and, and it's not about just being as quick, it's about being on your toes as well and being ready to go as soon as that, as soon as that, you sort of sniff a chance at goal, mm. it just flies away and gets there. And there was another, there was two of those kind of chances in the second, in the first half as well, wasn't there? Um, Sindre, even it's Sindre, is this the, is the current ITFC squad our most multicultural slash exotic in the club's history? Norway slash Kosovo, Zimbabwe, Tunisia, Egypt, Congo, St. Lucia, Czech Republic, Australia, Nigeria, Albania. Have we forgotten any? Um, yeah, I mean, great, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I, th- I think it's just a case in, in reality that obviously there's a lot more movement of people in the world and and also a lot of these people were born here as sort of second generation immigrants so that it's just the English football is, is doing brilliantly at sort of bringing people through at the moment so but like Armando Dobra was born in London I know he's representing Albania even um I can't remember all the list of the ones that were up there but a, a lot of these players were born in England but there's a lot from around the world. So yeah, Zimbabwe, Macaulay Bomb was born in Ipswich, Tunisia, Elmas Hooney was born in Paris. I think Sam Morsi was born in England. I don't know who's from Congo. Oh, Enciala, I think he was born in England, wasn't he? But it's a, uh, it's just a, the way of the world, these things, but it probably is in many respects. And Tete Yengi, the, uh, we'll talk about him probably on, on the flagship on Sunday, um, Australian signing. So um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really interesting point. That's enjoy. And the team, the, the team bonding, you can see on the pitch as well. And the post-match scenes um, were definitely testament to that. Um, so I like to see that. Um what else have we got? Lots of stuff about um, Morsi and Evans keep that coming. But yeah, interesting thought from Skip about Evans and whether the captaincy was considered maybe a burden for him. Thought on that? It was, it was a strange one because Cook had obviously made him captain. He'd worn it all through pre-season and he was wearing it for every game. But yet Cook was still coming out and saying, I need a leader out there. I need, um, I need someone there. So I don't think it was able to... Almost what well, it might have weighed heavily on him, but it almost might have felt a bit bit of a strange sort of a strange sensation knowing you're the captain, but the manager What's is almost coming else? out and saying you're not a very good captain. <laughs> the captain might not because at first it was like the captain might not is is probably not at the club yet. Then it was he's he's probably not going to be the captain long term. He's wearing the armband tonight, but he's not been awarded the captaincy. So it was almost you're in a sort of limbo, really, wasn't it? It was a strange one, but I don't think there's any doubt that Sam Morse is a club captain now. No. Um, 
we'll do some plugs very quickly. We'll keep the comments coming in. We've got plenty more time. As long as you've got questions, we will keep chatting with you. Um, here's where you can find us um, in all the usual places. And um, the pre-match show, as I mentioned before, Accrington pre-match show back on Friday, live at 8 p.m. Um, with Seb. And I, um, Football Room 101, will be back. And I will be um, cursing someone with greatness in the Accrington team. Hopefully not. And then the flagship show, back as usual, out on Monday morning. Um, Mikey back in the host chair, along with craig and dave um so do get involved in those shows questions tweets will go out post uh, full time on saturday and get involved in the live debate on friday quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Evening. Back to the chat. I will keep the trailer going across the bottom as well. Um, Yeah. Ben Wyatt, this is the real quiz. It'll be interesting to see if we've got the real grit to get the result. Accrington, Accrington, a little bit out of form. If I just um, quickly put the league table. They won last night, didn't they? They did get a spanking at Oxford last night, didn't they? I mean, if we win, we actually go a level with them on points. Um, but yeah, yes. no wins in, in five there for Accrington. Four. Four. Wow. The yeah, fifth game was the win, yeah. It's a strange one, Accrington. I think they're, they're having a couple of issues with players. I think Dion Charles, who was so important to them last year, is in the middle of a contract dispute and he's not available for selection because he wants to leave and won't sign a new contract or isn't. I know Andy Holt has made some comments sort of sort of quite denigrating towards um, Charles there and that's obviously a key thing. And it seems like they've got a couple of issues similar to that throughout their squad. It's happened to Crew as well this year. As well, I think the problem is a lot of teams outside the sort of the top eight or ten of League One just have such small budgets that players that when they show the form in this league that they can do it, they they want to move on because mm. they're earning. Like I say, you, there was one yesterday, Bradford City, who you'd say was probably one of the biggest League Two League Two clubs, have lost a player to the National League yesterday, who signed for Stockport because you can because there's more money in the National League than League Two at the moment, but. 
Yeah. Well, we, and to Ben's point, we we kind of we didn't show much mercy to Doncaster. We really can't be showing it. You know, the momentum needs to build now, doesn't it? And we've all said that once you get momentum in in League One, you can go places. And we really need to step that up, don't we? Um, Paul, random one for you. If if when do you think the women will get the to play the Portman Road? Surely they deserve that. Um, um, his daughter asked Mark Ashton about it on Saturday. He didn't say no. I mean, I, I know some people have added this in the comments. Um, the pitch needs to be upgraded. There's a million quid that needs to be spent on the pitch. So until that happens, I don't think there'll be too many games played at Portman Road, um, you know, um, irregardless of the women's team. But we were talking about this, Joe, as well. You know, that there's a competitive advantage potentially for playing where they are familiar at Felix Stone Walton. But certainly to Paul's point, it would be great once you know, potentially if the women's team get promoted this season, which isn't um, beyond the realms of possibility, it's a bit of a challenge with the, the playoff system that they have. But it'd be great to get them a pool, wouldn't it? Yep. It, like I said, th- this was asked to Mark Ashton at the Q&A that we went to, Rich, and he, he basically said, not this season, not till we've got this pitch sorted. And until we get that sorted, there'll be minimal games on there. I've noticed they've already tried to get sort of some of the under-23s games on there in the middle of the day because normally they're... I think you have to play three under 23 games a season um, on the main pitch. And what has happened in previous years is that they've waited almost to the end of the season. And then it's the, it's two of the last three games. And then you've got no scope to change them where this year they've got games booked on there, like one o'clock on a, on a Friday or a Monday. And I, it wouldn't surprise if there was a heavy downpour, if those games got moved the last minute to Playford road, because they didn't want to affect the pitch. So they've almost gone to the stage of, look, we're just going to book these games in. And if they work, they work. And otherwise we're just going to, if not, we can slide them away rather than get to the end of the season, have an FA Youth Cup run where we've got games there under 23 games and just kill the pitch that way. So they, they really are trying to manage it. it you imagine that, if the investment is going to be made in this in next summer, then there'll be all kinds of stuff going on at Portman Road to kind of you might as well just destroy the pitch, right? If you're going to rip it all up and start again, mm-hmm. so um, but certainly, yeah, next season, Paul, it'll be good to see that. And and uh, as we uh, as, as we talked about on last week's pre match show, uh, I'm the trip down to Felixstone Walton to see the uh, women's um defeat Keensham 11 2. Um, so um, I will be definitely doing that trip again. I definitely recommend it to everyone else. Um, come and say hello if you uh, if you see me there, and um, yeah, um, good luck to the women. I think they're. Uh, their program starts again. We'll be talking about that on the pre-match show as well on Friday. Um, Chris, I haven't rated Fraser all season. Um, even though he got a couple of assistant goals, I feel like he goes missing a lot. Last night he was faultless. Yeah. I, mean, I thought, Chris, I hadn't read it in advance. And I thought, where's he going with this? It's really negative. But the one thing that um, I'm just to get your view on this, Joe, that Fraser does is the one-touch passing. We did talk about this on the flagship mm-hmm. on Saturday. He seems to get, the, he, firstly, off the ball running, excellent, knows where to be in an attacking sense, but plays really intelligent passes, doesn't he? Yeah, and it, it does seem that while he might not be involved as much as sometimes we'd like him to, almost everything good does go through him at one stage or another. Like when, when you look at the Sheffield Wednesday game, nearly all our good attacks were down that left-hand side, which was Penny... Um, sort of Selena, that side and Fraser. Everything does go through him when when we are playing well, and he seems a very important player. Just I don't know. He's, I think he's one of those players that because he doesn't fly around the pitch and sort of and isn't involved all game. He's one that maybe will frustrate fans, but I, I do I do think a lot goes through there. Yeah, I think he's the hipster's choice, Fraser. Um, I like him. Um, a good question here for you, Joe, as well. Armando, your mate, um, FPL Tractor, um, scored last night for Cole U in the, I think they beat West Ham on the 21s in the uh, Pizza Cup. Um, could that be the lift he, lift off he needs? Hopefully, because you want to see him in the team there. He's gone there and he's been there for 
sort of two for three league games. I think he's played about 30 minutes of football, hasn't it? So you re- he really needs to get some football under his belt because he probably had got as much here than he has done there so far. So you just you just want to see him play and score and that. Yep. Um, ben, excellent point. Um, I wasn't too conscious of this, um, but I heard it mentioned um, post-match. Mick Mills raving about Paul Cook's tactical change in response to the lull change of tactics by Doncaster at the start of the second half. It's felt reassuring. Is there a tactician? I mean, Paul, I know, I know we've been probably quite critical of Paul Cook and, and you know, we only, we can only react and, and comment on what we see in front of us. And, you know, let's be honest, you know, that last night was a, a real turning point. Lincoln was a, a turning point as well. But prior to that, there was, there were question marks. And so it's right to do that. So reassuring Joe that, um, the, the ball cook that we hoped we were getting, maybe we're starting to see. Yeah, you you hope also that it's it's his backroom staff as well that have been able to maybe have a little bit more confidence or assurance to sort of speak to him during a game because it it has felt in some of the games like especially the Bolton one when you watch that he just seemed a very lonely figure just on the side of the side of the pitch and you almost can't see the wood through the trees like that. But ho- hopefully, sort of the the backroom staff are growing in confidence as well. They're becoming clearer of the message. Yeah, Gary that, Roberts. That a lot of want. Somebody mentioned about Gary Ro- Roberts helping with set pieces in a later comment mm. that I'm sure we'll get to. So I hope, like I say, hopefully things are going that way and, and they will pick up. Like I say, I think it hasn't helped us struggling and Wigan being top until yesterday with Liam Richardson yeah. up there. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. FPL tracks are no, ex- no excuses. I don't want that to be a quite thing. That's going to come back. You know, this is the curse of <laughs> podcasts. Is that everything's out there, isn't it? Um, he's expecting um, our 12-22 squad um, members to beat um, Gillingham next week in the Pizza Cup. Are you going to that, Joe? Um, I might be, Evans, yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't decided yet, but we beat Gillingham in the Pizza Cup last year with Elkin Opera. Baggett, Dobra, Chirewa. It was a really, really young team that we did it with last last time, wasn't it? Mm. Um, Burns and Bond, great partnership, says Gary. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that. Um, nice to see a player kissing the badge who really meant it as well. Scares the yeah. skip. Yeah, that is great. There he is. There's Joe doing it. Um, I'm totally full of attacking options. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, here we go. James Ruddock is Macaulay Bond the second coming of Daryl Murphy, or is Macaulay Bond the first coming of Macaulay Bond? I don't know. He's a He's he's a really like he's a really good player, isn't he? Like I I, I don't think I realised how good a player he was until I've seen him there. In that I've I say he's, he's a player that you've you sort of he's a, he's a name you've heard I think more because he's been linked to Ipswich, but he wins a lot of balls in the air. He holds the ball up quite well. He's a really good pressure of the ball, but he's also got that little edge that he'll bump into the centre half when he runs past him as well off the ball and really seems to get people going around him. He's a I say cle- clever movement and. And obviously, he scored what seven goals is it already so far, which is, which is brilliant. But yeah, it could it couldn't be happening. Like delighted to see it, like an Ipswich fan. And I, I remember reading the comments at the start of the season, like I'll be twenty percent better in an Ipswich shirt. And I'm thinking no, you won't. You'll just be the same player, but just <laughs> maybe trying a little bit harder. But maybe I was wrong. Maybe he is twenty percent better in it, and maybe yeah. we should be looking for players who support Ipswich Town to play for us because if they can be 20% better it's a huge in- increase maybe we should all be coached and maybe that's how you do it you find the fans and then train them to be players maybe that's the way to uh, to go about it I can still do a job at right back I'm pretty certain of that um, Andrew Pearson would you move any players on in the next transfer when they'll keep the larger squad in case we have an injury crisis um, if so any thoughts on who gets moved on Joe well I think I think we were quite obviously trying to move on Caden Jackson in the summer weren't we and 
James Norwood. I think if we could move Mill, we probably would. But they've sort of dropped so far down the pecking order. Like you, you look to see who's who's not even on the bench yesterday, and and I, I don't even think Caden Jack's a consideration is he anymore. And there's probably two or three we could lose. Maybe a case of sort of try and get three out and then pick one there. Mm. Um, Alex Hare. As much as I loved last night, one 0 away at Lincoln might have been the better result. Does last night happen without the Lincoln win, I guess is the question. Well, the pressure would have been huge, wouldn't it, without the Lincoln win? And I think the Lincoln win was a fantastic result there, especially off the back of Bolton. And I'd say I'd spoken to Cook the week after the Bolton one, and he was saying he's worrying that it's going to be another two or three weeks before I think the sun is shining. He said it's going to be two to three weeks more of pain, which we're still in. And to go away to Lincoln and win that game is just such a such a big lift for the club and was just exactly what we needed wasn't it because that was that was a tough game and like I say Bolton have played us off the park and if we could have gone there and been tonked again it would would have been in real yeah. trouble yeah um James um probably a bit late on this um Joe's wearing the shirt the last time we beat not yeah I mean it's a sh- if you want a program and a team sheet James then um at Joe Fairs is where to go yeah we were talking about that and uh, also mentioning um you can find on my Twitter feed at Ipswich um, goals from the last few six goal victories. There's a few yeah. six nils. There's a six if you want that. If you want those, score. DM me your address or send them to the Blue Monday yeah. Twitter. First come, first served on that one. And um, as I said before, whilst um, whilst you guys are still with us, and uh, it's great to see so many people with us this uh, this evening, uh, we will keep going. So keep the questions coming, keep the comments coming in. Uh, we want to hear about last night. We want to hear a little bit about um, Friday. Um, well, sorry, Saturday. Um, Accrington, we've got the pre-match show, so I don't want to tease too much um, out of that because we want to keep the live debate going there. But um, we will keep going. Good spot, James. Um, Chris, again, looking at the games of October after last night's performance, I can't see anything less than 13 points. Nothing to fear. No reason we can't get 18. Um, just let me, um, I can't, I'm not smart enough to put the fixtures up, but obviously um, we've got Accrington on Saturday away. Then in the league, Shrewsbury at home, Cambridge away. Portsmouth away, not in great form. Fleetwood at home, and then Plymouth. Did I say Portsmouth before? Portsmouth away, yeah. Fleetwood at home, Plymouth away. End of the month. Um, so he's kind of, you know, we, we we're loath to use the word hashtag winnable, Joe. Um, but yeah, again, no hashtag no excuses might be. Well, we, we've we've got to start rolling at two points a game, don't we? To yeah. to push up the table, and if we want to if we want to get promoted automatically. It's got to be more than two points a game. So, like I say, if you can pick up what Chris said, thirteen there. If you can get any, any, I think any, everyone here on this chat would take thirteen points over this over those six games now, wouldn't they? And I think if you get that, you're sort of right up there at that point. And then it's just how far you can kick on from there. Mm. Um, Chris talking about the biggest upgrade of Portman Road could be the new front, so uh, new roof on the Sir Bobby Robson stand because of the oh, acoustics are shocking everywhere. And I was in, I was in the. I mean, the North Stand lower most weeks. I can't hear a single word Stephen Foster or anyone says, which uh, I don't know what they're talking about. So maybe that's for the best. But um, John Walters was on the PA last night. Couldn't hear anything that him and Foz were talking about. Um, PA system, the general acoustics are just poor, aren't they? So hopefully that's on Mark Ashton's long list. Um, Skip, do you think if Villa recall Barry, we might... Can we recall Dobber if... if uh, would we, if Barry goes back, Joe? I, still, I don't really see Dobber playing with even... Even if Barry's gone, is it's like I say, it's just a player that's nowhere near the team at the moment, isn't it? And I think Dobra would likely come in and not be near the team. But if he if he isn't starting at Cole U, I think you'd be recalling him to send him elsewhere, to be honest. 
Yeah, and, and I think Chris endorses that point as well. Um, Jack, we've, we've um, you've teased this already, Joe. Um, a lot has been made about Paul Cook's backroom team, and and I'm I, again I threw my hands up about the assistant manager. I still think an assistant manager might be useful, John McGrill maybe. Um, but um, notice um, how influential Gary Roberts was in tele- in terms of telling Fraser where to put his corners. I think he Lee Evans was looking to Gary Roberts how to t- how, how and what free kick to run for the Edmondson sixth goal as well. So, you know, good on Gary Roberts, you know? Well, it's an, it's an area of the game which was one of his big strengths. So you, you, you'd hope that it would be translated into his coaching because our set pieces this season have been sort of looking at the Opta stats. We're sort of about 18th best for sort of attacking set pieces and about 18th or worst slash best. So not very good for defensive set pieces. So there's a, there's a team like Burton who I know people don't like XG, some don't, but their XG from set pieces this year is like seven goals where ours is was 2.9 free goals. And it's like an extra goal every other game across those is is, is massive. And that, that can be the difference between getting promoted and not. Yeah. And, they, and also sharing out the goals, no bad thing either, like what happened last night too. Um, Michael, um, our attacking front four started to find space between the lines, small change of style, or may I supplement that with gelling or knowing each other's games and where to be, maybe? I think you've you've got an extra player. You've got a player in there in Selena who, for the first time this season, is a 10, who's actually managed to get on the ball a lot because throughout the start of the season, whoever's played 10 for us, whether it be Joe Piggott away at Cheltenham or um, Connor Chaplin or Scott Fraser when he's played there for a game, the, per- the person who's played as a 10 hasn't gotten the ball anywhere near as much as you want them to, but Burson Selina has actually found a way to play in that role and get on the team. And his sort of movement and runs is allowing a lot more space for the others, which is allowing us to have the ball higher up the pitch. So I think it's, I think you could really say the difference is a proper 10 in there. Mm. And and there's, and there's multiple options there too, as we know. And, and, as players get to know each other and, you know, they were still in this gelling phase as well, as you said. So, um, um, Skip Murphy started as a loan. Um, will Bond do the same? Um, could be. We, I think we're all keeping our fingers crossed. Um, evening to Nick, who's going to Plymouth. Yeah. Uh, shout in the comments if you're off to a long old trip to Plymouth. I think the, um, if you go to at ITFC women, I think it is or underscore women, um, they are looking at doing travel packages for the men's game and the women's game. Um, so if you're interested in um, coach travel, hotels, stays and all that stuff, I think they, they're thinking about offering something there. So worth a look on that. Um, Alex. Yeah. We, I mean, we've, and we've just said this ourselves, haven't we? Yesterday's team was arguably our strongest and yet these players have been available to quit for one game. Patience is needed. Yeah. And Morsi makes a big difference. We talked a lot about him, but we are still in this, gelling phase to Alex's point and you know we're all keen to see as much progress as possible you know um, but we need to kind of you know because there are going to be ups and downs aren't there as well so we just need to probably be a bit patient but we, yeah. it's difficult but for I us because we've got ultimately to though like the season is 46 games long and it's not the league doesn't wait for us to like I say just because this is the first time we've been able to play our best team it's it's eight games into the league. It's our ninth game of the season. You can't just write off an eight eight games in a forty six game season because you're gelling. Because chances are, next year it'll be the same because you'd have had to lose players and sign players. So it's just a shame we didn't pick up from the first six seven games. We we picked up three points rather than six points. Still not still yeah. not what we wanted, but a lot closer to it. So that rather than being twenty first in the table, you're seventeenth, sixteenth, and it's just it just looks a lot better from there. But Paul Cook it had like I say, had we not won any of the last three games, we'd be in we'd be in 
up shit creek without a paddle basically <laughs> it wouldn't be and there Paul Cook would probably be good evening you checking, checking, checking the terms of his rental <laughs> um yeah um FBI, I, I saw this i was going to put it up and keep moving because we've got plenty of comments so thank you for those keep those coming we'll probably do five more minutes and um, so um any shout outs as well let us know um if i was 20 percent better and um, that would make still make yeah uh, <laughs> i know exactly where you're coming from i'd be um still really bad at football so that 20% for Bonn is, um, is, is making a massive difference. Maybe 120% better. 120, there you go. Yeah, well, there's no such thing. Um, Charlie D, it was good to hear from our demo before the game. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, cynically said, where are the three lines? But quite rightly, you know, they're, they're, their job was done in the summer, wasn't it, in terms of coming up with the business plan and the budgets and so on. But, you know, it's they're leaders and we've still getting used to having owners that are visible. And so it's great to hear from Mark Detmer. And I've, I, I, I rarely at three lines but given he did the message before the six nil win last night i kind of think he needs to do the pre-match message for every match now doesn't he but yeah any thoughts on that joe or should i keep going yeah no no good yeah glad glad to hear from them in a sort of measured tone i think they've they were quite sort of vocal throughout the summer wasn't it and i think that um, maybe the club had asked them to sort of try and help take the pressure off the players in the early stage of the season but doing it done and doing it properly is there is good I think that's Andrew's point there about, and and also for the manager as well. So, yeah, I, I think that's um that's all fair thoughts there. Yeah, I, I think it's difficult to say. Oh, yeah, we we to come out and vocally support the manager when you're sort of in the bottom four of the league. They they don't know they don't know it's going to turn, do they? None none of us knew it's going to turn, and we still don't know if it's going to turn. We're still what are we nineteenth place, eighteenth place in League One, and if we're still in this position in three to four games. You don't want to sort of be making yourself look silly by coming out and having back the manager as an yeah. owner and then having to make a change because that would that is what will happen if we can't keep this form up. We'll just make ourselves look silly as podcasters, you know. We have to say that. Um, a D R A A A A D R A H C. Look at November's games. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm, I know there's some toughies in there, so. Um, um, do you want me to read those out, or do no, we want to? No one will be of... relishing playing us, though. So. No, that's true. Wickham if, if away. If October goes as well as we wanted oh, yeah. to, and hope it goes as fans, then everyone will be looking at us as a game that they don't want to play as well. So yeah, Oxford at home, Sunderland away, Rotherham at home, Crew away. So we end the month with a little bit. Of, well, you never know. Crew might have got to speed at that point. Um, so well, yeah. So last, as I said, last few minutes. Um, let me do some brief plugs before we kind of plough through the last few um just to yeah just to reiterate pre-match show friday night 8 p.m me and seb i'm chatting accrington um flagship show back on monday morning um, mikey uh craig and dave talking accrington as well and then usual drumbeat um wednesday live show friday pre-match etc etc so you know where to find us um and um please follow us at all the various locations if you're watching us on facebook watching us on youtube please give us a thumbs up um, it always helps boost us up the algorithms, which is always nice. Um, so we always appreciate that. And if you want to leave us a comment on YouTube, uh, we always like the the ones that we agree with and um, maybe join in the debate for the ones that we want to understand a little bit more of. So always do that. And if you want to leave us a podcast review, we always appreciate watching those as well. Um, no fist pump after the game from the CEO, was it because of the rain and not wanting to spoil his suit? I think that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> Good old Mark Ashton. I feel sorry for him. <laughs> I, I I like that he was. Hey, there come here come the thumbs. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Stephen. Um, it's it's a, it's a long way down from the the corporate area for Mark Ashton anyway. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, quick question: best book you've read? Is that a football book, Cinderella, or is that 
anything. It says under not footy related. Not footy related. Wow, there you go. That's got a uh, yeah. Okay, I'll give you one of both. My favourite football book is still probably Fever Pitch. Just, I know it's an old classic, but every time every time I read it, I enjoy it, which is good. And my best non-football book, I read it again recently, 1984 by George Orwell. I appreciate it more than when oh, I studied it in um, politics. Mr. Goodhand's English lessons back <laughs> in year nine. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, this is the trouble. I, because um, I, will, I will tweet this maybe. I, I mean, I've got a shed load of football books behind me. Um, I quite... what I, 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 I really need to get into reading. It's one of these things like you get to my age, um, 30s, you know, I'm in my 30s, yep. Um, and I just don't, yeah, I'm like Alex, really, kind of, I, I like the idea of reading, but I just don't have the discipline to do it. Maybe so an audio book. Maybe, I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I, I quite like self-improvement and coaching. So the, 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 monk, uh, the chin paradox is a good one. Black Speak. box thinking, those kind of things. Yeah, I really enjoy black box thinking and bounce. Yeah, so there you go. And, and football book, uh, I quite like inverting the pyramid, soconomics. Yeah. I, we, we, we've long had the idea of doing a football book podcast and maybe we do a football reading club. So if you want to, if you want to do that, stick that in the comments. Um, there's a, I either need to do a football shirt pod or I need to do a football book pod. Um, but um, we will come back to that. Thank you for this, Indre, um, that question. And if, if anyone wants to stick their recommendations in the chat, um, feel free. Um, there we go. Shadow of the Wind, Charlie D. There you go. I kind of, I want to, um, Wrinkle in Time is the book that um, Roy, Roy Kent reads in Ted Lasso season one. I think I feel like I need to read that. So um, well, there we go. Um, there we go. My mate read Fever Pitch on a trip we went in May and I'm massive all well. There you go. Read every book in my pick. I'm reading Keep Up the Aspidistra Flying. Wow, good answer. There you go. There's an endorsement for you there, Joe. Love that. And um, there we go. Football Book Club. Great idea. So we'll keep that under advisement. I think we've reached the end of the comments. If um, I will do a last minute shout for any line, final thoughts, um, any um, goodbyes or hellos or whatever you like. Um, but a reminder uh, uh, for those watching on YouTube where you can find us. Um, Joe, where can we find you on the Twitter? And if we want to harangue you and harass you for a program and team sheet from last night? Yeah, at Joe Fairs. At Joe Fairs. And your Academy account as well? Is ITFC underscore Academy. And your Instagram account is also at Joe Fairs, isn't it? Yep. As well? Yeah. Very consistent. You very consistent. <laughs> Get there first. Um, you can find me at Ipswich on both Twitter and Instagram as well. And as I said, I'm looking forward to being back on Friday with Seb for the pre-match show and i will go to the final i'll leave you with um um the thought of what your final words might be joe before we do that well um, for, the fo for the football book club we need to get one going on that don't we there's a few parts yeah, on that and like i said my my office is a mess but that bookshelf there is all football books so all the, I've, yeah some all, all the way from top to the bottom is just um football yeah. books there so yeah, we need to. I, I think maybe the Nipsey's Town book. Maybe we need to do this. Um, we'll um, we'll we'll consider this on the Twitter. But if you've got any feedback or ideas about how to make this work, um, maybe we all pick a book, we all read it, and then we all have a live chat about it. Maybe it's the thing for the winter. That feels like a great idea. Um, books on UFO. Interesting, Graham. Yeah, fascinating stuff. That. Um, cheers, Skip. Thank you. Um, thanks, Charlie D. Um, thank you, Michael. Um, a reminder as well before I go. I know Chris has already um, had to depart. But just a reminder where you can find the details of his London Marathon um, um, running and donations and all that kind of stuff at chriswade88 at uk.virginmoney.com forward slash Tyler underscore 10 years. Go and support Chris 
um, just think about the 26th mile and how he'll be feeling and what a fantastic cause as well. So all the best to Chris. Thank you for also to him for the super chat as well. And um, yeah, and here we go. Um, Alan Brazil to also Borog. There's a Paul Mariner book also coming out as well, yeah. as well that will be really interesting to read as well. Um, great show, fellas. And I think FBI Tracks, we have to sign off with this final comment. Um, great. Oh, there's Chris. Thank you, Chris. Um, see you in the Champions League final 2025. There we go. Um, Joe, wait. any final thoughts? Or shall I just say um, sayonara? Onwards and upwards. <laughs> It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.